For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast of the 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years that games and media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast surfaces, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live. You can be, uh, be in, what? You can be in the chat and you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, <clears throat> you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If uh, you're on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can. Patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it for those watching the video version as you'll see max and i are doing the digital studio again because australia well victoria victoria australia time for lockdown number four ladies and gentlemen bang 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 get excited <laughs> how goes your lockdown max well as you alluded to before i am currently supposed to be in sydney half cut already but pre-show apparently- for those of you that uh <laughs> Are watching this watching it not live so i i had a i was supposed to be heading up to sydney this weekend for a stag do and it turns out that uh new south wales were like yeah you can come but you can't party you have to go to wherever it was you were going and stay there and interact with nobody and never leave that area i'm like well i just won't come then it's like fine i didn't want to go anyway <laughs> so I then proceeded to go and cancel my flights because Jetstar's like, hey, we, you know, we're going to be flexible. If you want to cancel your flights, you can, and we'll give you a travel voucher. Just head to our website. Website doesn't work. <laughs> An hour and a half later on the phone, uh, the the uh, the lady on the other end's like, yep, done. 45 seconds later, had the credit <laughs> vouchers ready to go. Nice. So when, when this is all blown over and I can find another weekend, I'm like, Maybe I'll head up then. So I did the responsible thing. I called my boss and went, hey, you know, because of the lockdown, I can't travel anymore. I still want Monday and Friday off though. And he's like, yeah, no worries. I'm like, can you please let me know if I'm back at work on Tuesday? Because this is a, a seven day lockdown at, as it stands now. Yeah. But uh, apparently I'm essential service <coughs> and I'm required back at work Tuesday morning. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I'm still an essential worker. So nothing literally nothing is changing for me i will be continuing as per normal over the next week which is fine so it's been day one day of lockdown <clears throat> um started yesterday at time of recording still so was friday uh and i proceeded to get uh backroom drunk and i regret entirely my decision 
because it was one of those ones where I was sitting here and I was originally pa- painting a miniature for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just sipping drinks and I had my old iTunes playlist going, right? My literally my old iTunes library. And I'm like, oh, I'm having just like 10, 15 year old, you know, so 15, 20 year old jams. I'm having the best time just like painting minis. Uh, and then of course I'm just sipping drinks and then I was like, I'll go up and I'll grab, and I would grab another two. I grab, I would, cause I would rotate two out of the, you know, two out of the fridge and I'd bring them down here and then, you know, and then whatever, whatever. And then because it, it t- took a while to sort of kick in. So it's like, yep, yep, yep. Cool. Went up, swap over, come back. And it's like, and then I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit buzzed. I probably should stop, probably should stop painting minis. So instead I'm just, you know, jamming the tunes. I was chatting to people on like Facebook and Twitter and stuff and just having a good time. And, and it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, okay, where are we at? And then I stand up and I go, <laughs> like the whole world just slows down. I'm like, oh, I have made a horrible mistake. <laughs> and that's pretty much what I came down to. I was like, oh, I've, I've, made, a, I've made a terrible mistake because I'm like, I can feel it and it's going to suck. And uh, it did proceed to suck for a little while. Because the second was one of those like seconds you lie down, everything's like, you know, like oh, yeah, crap. Feel Unlucky. great, but the joys of drinking uh, whiskey with no sugar cola is that I feel fantastic today. No hangover, nothing. Every time I've drank with the whiskey with the no sugar, I'm I'm still yet to have a hangover. That's good. That's a good win. But yeah, no, I had to sit here, painted minis, and, and, and had a good time. It was great. So if anyone else that is watching from Victoria, I, I hope you're having a good time in your lockdown. Lockdowns fucking suck, and it is it is a mental drain. Um, so of course, if you do, if you do need, give, you can reach out to us and have a chat. We understand. We feel your pain. It's a, it's a fucking shitty, shitty time. And so hopefully, on the Monday, when you're listening to this, you're, uh, it, it, it takes your mind off being stuck in your fucking house for seven days, minimum. In between, yeah. in between, like playing games, of course. Um, how what have you played? So, as we alluded to last week, I've spent a fair bit of time with Biomutant. So, yeah. thank you to the. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to add something. There. No, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, I, I will now. So, big thank you to the team over at Coke Media here in Australia. They did provide us the review code for Biomutant on the PS4. Uh, we did have it for uh, just under a week prior to launch. However, mm-hmm. the second, because I lost my voice, uh, we couldn't really tackle the show. Uh, we couldn't re- sort of review a little cutout like we have been, which, which was re- with the original plan was to have a cutout by embargo. But I, my voice was gone and it was entirely possible. And most because of bad news. <laughs> so I've been playing this. I've put about 10 hours in now. Yeah. Uh, and we've had this game for about two weeks now. So yeah, it's... um. So this is the new uh, open world RPG game from... Oh, what's the studio called? I had it written down in a... I've lost it now. It's like Give a really, it's awesome. like a really, really tiny team. I'm going to say like 101 or something, but... Uh, yeah, so, I yeah. think it is. Yeah. So from Experiment 101, you're spot on. Well done. And uh, so you play as these these anthropomorphized... Cat. Animals. Or creatures. Yeah. So at the start, it's, you know, much like any other RPG, you pick, you pick your, your race and it's literally a race of animals these times, this time, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, you pick your general class, which kind of sets your base stats, and there you can play with them a little bit. And then each class has its own uh, innate perk. One of them's like uh, you get an instant reload for your range weapons. Mm-hmm. One's uh, you get psychic abilities, and you can shoot lightning balls and stuff. There's a few others. I think there was about six to choose from. Uh, so there was a wide variety. And then it the, comes up with the clause of, hey, it doesn't really matter too much what you pick at the start because you can place your stats in any way you see fit once you start leveling up. So you, you do have that freedom to change if you want to. Um, so it, it kind of throws you straight into like a tutorial-esque area where it teaches you how to use your, your attacks and your ranged attacks, your melee attacks. You do all the, this is how you jump and this is how you move the camera and all that stuff. And there's this uh, narrator basically narrating what you're doing the whole time. Now, I found the narrator to be quite um, annoying at times. Yeah. And he kind of droned on, very unenthusiastic voice. It was kind of just like this um, monotonous voice over... Um, and once you do that, it kind of throws you in and it, it basically sets up the idea that the world is diseased. There's this, this this world tree and each of its four roots have kind of been contaminated and you're tasked with going and cleansing the roots to fix the tree. Uh, so I've gotten close to the first root. So I've done some of the... Uh, there's factions in the world. Uh, and as you progress through the factions, you can unlock... Uh, faction weapons which are uh, like strong weapons and and then if you choose one faction to the other you kind of go to war with them and it blocks out entire gameplay um things that you can that you can pick from the weapons are kind of cool they're kind of like these these mishmash of whatever you can find in the world kind of put together so i've at the moment i'm using this it's just gigantic rocket glove so it's just this big gauntlet with a rocket on the back of it that I can use to like break down walls and bash people's faces in. <laughs> um, the combat is kind of... It's it's a very simple like square is melee attack, R2 to shoot. Very simple. There are... Uh, I can't think of the exact name for it, but they're basically like kung fu special moves. So you input certain uh, button prompts. Little combos, and yeah. Yes, and you'll do like a specific attack. Uh, some of those are cool. They're all unlocked by getting uh, ability points, um, which you gain by leveling up and by killing certain enemies. You can get side uh, points, which are used to uh, unlock the psychic abilities. And then you've got the abilities are also locked behind a light and dark system. So you have um, kind of like Mass Effect's Renegade and whatever the hell the other one is or yeah um, yeah so uh, infamous they've all got the they've all got the yeah they've they've all got that that good and bad black and white kind of polar linear lab polar choices uh generally speaking anything on the left hand side of the dialogue tree was dark anything on the right hand side of the dialogue tree was light and as you put points into those by selecting certain uh, dialogue options you could unlock uh certain abilities uh, you could level them up both equally. Like it wasn't like if you if you started down the dark side, you could never redeem yourself. Those points aren't lost when you do choose a light side option, which is nice. Um, 
and then it you know it introduces like crafting you can craft weapons those weapons that you get at the start of the game can go through till the end of the game with you because you can keep upgrading them and enhancing them and they kind of level up with you which is nice so if you find a if you find a weapon that you kind of want to stick to you do have that opportunity to stick with it i just found that there were so many systems in this game be it like the crafting the three different types of ability points that you get the uh, and plus all the attribute points the skill trees there were so many different things in it but the game world itself just seemed so empty and it's it seemed like overly mechanically heavy but gameplay wise the, the the world itself filled so felt so vast and empty there was nothing to do between those points of go here for this quest to do this thing go there to do this thing now granted i have only played 10 hours i don't know if it's going to open up heaps more once i once i get that first root system done uh so you know take all of this with a grain of salt but for me it has been a very slow start in a fairly empty world yeah Yeah. so Look, a lot of my sentiments do certainly mirror yours. Uh, so I coming into this, I this was not on my list of any game that I was going to particularly care about. So, for like, I know you were quite excited about. What yeah, yeah, I I watched some gameplay footage and stuff, and uh, I actually said to you, I'm like, hey, can we reach out and see if we can get a copy? I'd love to try. I'd love to check this out. And um, yeah, it you know it, it it does have the I don't I I know there was a patch coming out soon or. I'm not sure if it has been patched yet, but I know it's only running at 1080p at the moment because the 4K kind of broke it a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's been having technical issues as well, which is a real shame. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so for me, I, I had very minimal to no major emotion going into this game. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. I'll check it out because Max is playing it. Like, you know, we got the review code. So, we you know, Max is the one that's keen. I'll, I'll jump in so we can chat. And like the first thing off the ground, I'm like, ooh, um, from the, I remember the footage that I did see. Looked certainly looked prettier than this. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I can't make a game for shit, so I can't. I can sit here and like shit on a game's visual aesthetics, knowing that I very well that I can't make one. But it is, yeah. It it, it was kind of like, oh, that's a little bit, especially in the character model, because like it, it's when you go with the pre-built character models, it looks fantastic. The second you start flexing it and moving it and adding your little tweak to it is when it starts being a bit uncomfortably look uncomfortable looking so uh when you do alter your attributes the body of the character fluxes accordingly in the same way that like if you make your character stronger they suddenly start getting more jacked or if you know they get a bit leaner or or whatever right so there's a visual representation of their skill point of your of their skill focus i should say Mm -hmm. that that's idea is very cool but it, like, it just kind of made the character models look weird. Like when you add that super level of flexibility, it gave me that weird um, sort of uh, like Gary's mod esque feel. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like someone's clearly pushing the boundaries of what the original model was supposed to do, and has that weird kind of stretched feature look. Um, saying that though, there was an update afterwards, and it just and it looked better overall, which was really weird which may have been the downgrade to the 1080 is once again having playing it pre-release um but yeah so in terms of the the narrate which is one of the points that you mentioned i i don't feel it uh especially coming off the back of like immortals phoenix rising which has had incredible dual narrators 
mm-hmm. which with with Zeus, Zeus and Prometheus. No, Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. that was fantastic. Yeah. Like because it was actually a part of the story, and two, it gave off a good energy. It gave it gave off this good feeling of this communication banter between these two characters, where here the narrator is you know vocalizing what you are doing but (coughs) excuse me but they also provide all the communication because none of the other creatures talk they make weird vocalizations but they don't talk in Mm. english or talk in any language really so they're essentially they're deciphering what the random noises are and yeah for me it just didn't interest me like it was like you said it's, it's quite bland but you know, even everyone gave Destiny one shit for Peter Dinklage. I had no issue. I think Peter Dinklage at least had some sort of narrative oomph in his voice in Destiny. We're here. I'm just like, okay. Um, playing the game though, like, look, straight off the bat, this is not a game for me. Like, it's it's not much about it. It is certainly appealing to me. Um, yes, you said the game world seems incredibly open, um, but empty it's real bizarre because like one of the things they talked about was like uh the comparisons they used they were like oh it's like breath of the wild i'm like a dude a giant world that's fucking half empty you know i don't even like breath of the wild that much but it's not that's not one of the selling points you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like an open world that's empty that you have to traverse to get to places like that sense of exploration i'm not getting it here like there are some cool environmental storytelling because you know we it, it is very clear that this is post-apocalyptic and the idea that this yeah. was a human civilization and whether it be the poisoning of this great tree essentially like pollution and the people that were there before which in this case was humans broke the world and the and yeah they re- they reference like the world eaters the and, world eaters yeah so the, so yeah. post all that of of humans being trash is what has caused this these mutations these bio mutations Biomutant thing. So, I'm like, okay, cool. The story is at least interesting in that sense. But, you know, like, you're going off and you're you're meeting with heads of other fucking cat tribes and, you know, they're very black and white in their morality. One's clearly the good path, one's clearly the bad path. But your morality as a a character is flexible. So, the reference that I heard was, as you said, Mass Effect, right? Where the idea, unlike Infamous where it's you're either good or you're bad and all you're doing is shifting that lever in different intensities on either side so that you can never really be just neutral where here like there is the black and the white but there's also a lot of gray so you can still make those moral decisions that don't overly affect the plan that you are going like you're not suddenly less dark by making one light choice does that make sense yeah, you know, correct. So if you want to play like a, an asshole character, but the decision in that moment puts you on the on the light side, it it you're not disrupting your entire game plan, which I really appreciate. From like from a, a, a from a mechanic perspective, I really like yeah. that morality or morality level specifically is such a difficult thing to to bring into games because that level of consequence of action, whether something mm. you just you decide now will affect you later on. So either the results are so predetermined that no matter what you do this morality shit means nothing or it's so ambiguous it could mean anything anyway therefore meaning nothing so it's yeah so ambiguous or so specific it doesn't matter what your choices are now as neither neither you nor i have seen the end of this game yet so we would be unsure on what those like overarching long-term um things would be you know what i mean so that's pretty cool 
Uh, but yeah, the, the combat, it seems flashy, but there's not, like, there's, for me, there's no substance to it. Um, it's just lacking any kind of engagement. Uh, it's just like, you know, when they, it's just, it is just feels like you're flailing at an enemy. It's like cartoonish. And like, when a bunch of words pop up, like, like cartoonish uh, balloon words, uh, that to me seems yeah, it's, so it's totally got like the- different. It's got like comic book kapows happening yeah, in there. Yeah, and it's like, you know, vote, fucking yeah. drunken hit or whatever the, the special move is. And I'm like, that seems very tonally different. But in short, like as you said, you're looking at those menus, you're looking at all these different built-in systems. It feels like it is reaching in so many different locations, trying to grab a bunch of cool ideas, but executing none of them well. Like they're yeah. all fine, but there, like it is, yeah, it is a, it's a jack of all trades, literally master of none. Like that expression completely encapsulates what Biomutant is delivering, and that's why. Now, granted, is it? Look, it is a very small team. It is a, you know, like this is like one of the first big things that they've done. There's not a lot of, uh, what's I'm looking for, like a pedigree in the studio in terms of like, you know, if, if we were to look at say fallout or something right i'm thinking of another rpg where with like morality system you're like wow there's so many things going on here and it feels like it's all involved in this bigger picture we're here it feels like a bunch of different creators had a bunch of different ideas and they found a way to push it all together the only thing that's confusing me here is how did the hype for this game get so high because it was first shown off in like 2017 i want to say yeah 18 because like as far as and i it, know everyone is like rock you know was at least rock hard going into this game and i'm I, the appeal for me was never there at no point of ever being like oh man buy me it's gonna be something like so look i'm sure i'm coming in with like a, a unintentional towards it because i didn't care anyway but it, nothing, it's doing nothing to win me over it's doing nothing to make me want to progress forward like even yeah. though I'm now you know, you know I'm clearing out these little areas I'm just like okay like it doesn't have that yeah. sense and like I think yeah one of the biggest problems that this studio is going to have is that when they had that when the thing is the game director had that interview and he talked about how this game is like like a breath of the wild it's like Arkham it's like this it's like that it's like that I'm like what is it if you if, i think that's actually a great it's a bad example because people are thinking they're going to pull the best parts of those games out and put it into one awesome game however they they've pulled those base mechanics but have executed none of them well mm. as far as i can see as far as for me right so it's you know it's it's just you it, it's that idea of like yeah i understand you have all these influences we as individuals we as content creators we as whoever right we are i've said it before we are the sum of our influences there is nothing wrong with having it very clear open and honest these were the things that influenced you to do x right same as this show this show was influenced from many playstation podcasts that came before it we have no shame in saying that however at some point we have shifted it into what we are and here like it feels like they've taken that inspiration and then they've gone well we well we like this game we like that we like that do they all really work together like no but i like them yeah yeah i mean it's, it's like yeah it's because they were given that full creative full, because they're a small team they're given that full creative scope to grab at anything they really wanted it kind of created this muddled sort of brown mixture of paint rather than a nice painting it's this weird brown muddle like you can see you still very clearly defined things within that brown it's a lot of brown a lot of mud yeah Does anyone anything of what i just said makes sense uh to me yes having having played it yes mm. 
like like I said, I think I um I had very similar uh, similar thoughts, and it was a real shame because yeah, like I think one of the um. One of the first thing I said to you, I'm like, you know, it, it's so different to what they showcased in gameplay footage to what we actually saw in the final product. Yeah. Well, because what, what, what was the first thing you said to me? You're like, I've been catfished. I think I, I feel like I've I got, been catfished. I got, I got, yeah, I feel like I've been catfished. <laughs> yeah. Because you were, you were brought in thinking it was going to be this one thing. And, and this is the interesting thing. Like, I think, look, I, I do think it's an expectation thing as well. Oh, I think yeah. No, expect- I'm... Not, not just you, but I mean in general. That's, right? like, that's on we, me, yeah. We as the gaming community um, have a history of hyping up independent games to be the next big thing, which certainly can happen, but then people forget that they are independent studios, that they are that they may not have all the skills, all the abilities that the other guys have, right? Yeah. Pardon me. So we're like, oh, this game's going to be so amazing. And they're like, oh, the game's fine. I'm like, well, yeah, it's independent studio. What do you expect? Like yeah. you need to keep those expectations in check, you know. Oh yeah, like, no. In the I'm same not, way I'm as not, like, I'm certainly not blaming them for, no, for the way I feel. Oh, I'm sure they may have marketed a certain way, but I mean, like, same as like No Man's Sky, right? The marketing on that game made it look to be so amazing and immaculate. <laughs> not the case. Like, I'm sure I can pull other example, other recent examples. I was, say, that might, I was gonna say that might be a bad example purely because Sony themselves were pushing that so hard because it was a look very true. But it's that same idea if you go into the game and same as Biden, you go, this game is fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand the hype. I don't understand the excitement, but it is fine. And yeah. that's and that's that's pretty much where where it's at. Um, so look. Once again, shout out to Coke Media. We, I will, I will attempt to play some more out of it. I will try push my way through it. I don't see myself uh, rolling credits on it um, because, from all accounts, it's just repeat the same stuff over and over again. And we yeah. here on the content with the channel and the content that we make, we do our very best to to do only things that we enjoy because we don't want we don't like to sit here and shit on things. We don't like to be like, oh, this game fucking blows. Yeah, that's not us. So no, like, we are not. very lucky that we're in a position that we normally can pick games that we know we're going to like, games that we're interested in. And I think that's why Biomutant is an interesting example because it was a game that you were interested in. and But we can sit here and discuss what, what, why we were interested in it and, you know, what mm. what it could lead to. So it, it's, it's disappointing. Um, it's still not the shittest game we've ever played by, by any stretch. <laughs> no. But um, it is a bit of a bummer, and, yeah. and I and I feel for those like yourself, Max, that may have been excited. That's all right. Uh, but one thing that I I've been playing this week, <laughs> oh, I've been playing today actually. So I've been playing it today. I'm going to first time to sit down with us today. Uh, so there's a website that you can use as a content creator. It's a website called Keymailer, right? So it's a it's a literally a platform that if you are a content creator and you you, you submit a request for an application. If you get accepted, they go, cool. And you have the ability to uh, request codes for games from independent teams, right? And I was scrolling through there the other day and we're, we, we've never been accepted. Like we, I think I've asked for a handful of things and either, no one's either gets back to us or straight denied, right? And so I was like, mm-hmm, holy shit, Leisure Suit, uh, Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. I'm like, I've never played a Leisure Suit Larry game ever. Fuck it, why not? Boop. So I press the button. Because like the only like, because I even my dad, who is not a gamer, he knows Leisure Suit Larry games for some reason. He he remembers them. 
Um, and I was like, look, I've never played one. I'm not really a point and click guy, but I want to see how the, how a point and click is delivered on a console. So big thank you to the, to the development team, to the independent team for providing us the review code for, uh, for Legendary Larry Wet Dreams Don't Dry. So, the game itself, it is set in a now era. So, Legendary Larry yeah. hasn't really been a thing since like the, or at least some sort of thing since the 80s, right? So, this, and the story reflects that. He, Larry, uh, they kind of just blow it away. They're like, ah, something happened and you were in the 80s and then you were frozen and now you're here. You're now here in... Uh, you're not in Cancun, you're in Cancun, right? Like, because everything's dicks and... Which is... I'm a child, so that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so you're in this location. that they, they just just unload you with exposition of how you got here. Which is really which is really great. It's also a lot of information at the beginning because none of it seems to make sense because they're very clearly referencing previous games. So, like, like myself, who has never played them, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Why is that character called BJ? Seems appropriate for the game, but it's, I still don't get it. You know, and the, the, the story about this this uh, woman that <clears throat> that uh, Larry was connected to, her name was Faith, and, you know, there's all this big thing, right? And you, so you're on this little island, you're about, and <clears throat> so you're essentially about to get married off to one of the only other women on the island because they're essentially implying US citizenship is a thing. So, like, they're trying to, like, you know, get that. And then you first thing you do is to try to get off the island so you are scoping around this small location you know like a point and click adventure you do finding all these things weirdly combining them just solving shit to get off this island as you come to see that them you know faith who you thought was dead may not be dead and you need to go on and explore so right off the bat the the game does have what i would consider the infamous leisure suit larry sense of humor it, it is very lowbrow. Like, the enemy base is literally just a giant building. Looks like a dick. There is dicks everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, because Larry is now in our times, he is being, he's given a, a mobile phone, and he gets advised by the, um, by the, the operating systems, you know, that there's a camera on it. So the, ca- the operating system is like a, 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 a Cortana, but it's called Pi, like P-I. And then you have the Pi phone, which is the brand of the phone. And she's like, hey, you know, there's a camera on the back of the phone. So if there's an item that you that you find that you can't pick up and put, or put into your pockets, you can take a photo of it. So when you go and combine it later, you will still have it. He goes, there's a camera on this thing. And then he proceeds to go off camera and take a photo of his junk. So, and like with that comes the idea of like, look, where we're at now, some of the shit that you, that you would do in the past ain't gonna fly. So the game literally starts off with sensitivity training. So like, okay, look, we're going to do your daily sensitivity training, Larry. And they ask a question. It's like, you know, uh, if your fr- like, it was actually interesting. It was like, if your friend has depression, and what would you do? What would you say to them? And all the three answers are fucking horrible. So you just pick an answer, and then it goes, that's not right. You you would do this. Would you do that? You know. And then the other one was like, if if your like, if your coworker at a job was to make a sexist joke, what would you do? All three answers are like, what was the joke? is it funny you know i mean like it's just like you're, you're yeah. approaching it wrong so they're very aware of the history of ledger suit larry and how it isn't going to really reflect now so it hasn't been like unnecessarily crude or sexist yet which is which is what i imagine the other previous ones do because the, the character the character himself goes i feel you know like they, they use all those beats he's like 
if it's it's a different like it's just, it feels like such a different time now i feel like i can't say what i'm thinking and they're like well have you are you aware that what you're thinking may have been inappropriate and and it's just like well you know you were more not like, and because one of the questions was you know like how many genders are there and the answer the answer is no the, the answer is diverse you know there are multiple genders and, it, and it's just the idea is like it was just simpler back then it's like no no you were just naive to how the world worked like these things were always there you just didn't see them that way so i do quite like that idea in terms of approach of being like look we know that we have been a pretty garbage franchise in the past especially around like these particular things yes that was by design but they were the part of the times so i'm very curious to see as i progress through the game further what beats they're going to hit around that world right and how they deliver what are you chuckling about sorry my kids at the door like kicking it <laughs> yeah see now that she can walk around and stuff she's like just, just let me in um yeah in terms of the point and clicky stuff i really appreciate they have adapted the consoles really really well uh in the way that you know you you can you can freely walk with your with the left stick and then the right stick allows you to have a cursor that goes around mm -hmm. the world so if you were so inclined you could literally scout the entire map like like you would in a, a clicking a, a yep. computer or you can press r2 which will just scan anything that's in the room that's pick upable or if you hold if you press both sticks in it will mark everything that is obtainable in the in the level so it, do, it is a little bit of an easy mode, I guess, but the game doesn't hold your hands in terms of what you... So, cool, you've picked up all these things, now what? Like, because you and I were chatting today, we were uh, voice chatting on the on the PS5, and I think the exact words, what the fuck am I going to do now? Because, like, I had, like, a volleyball and weed, and weeds, like seaweed, I had a fucking stick and some lube, and like a lipstick i just had this bunch of random items here i am trying to like mash these all together to work out what this was eventually i got there and i was able to get out of the first area but like in terms of the so i think by design the the click a point and click adventure like i did got a sweet sense of achievement out of it once i kind of put two and two together and oh cool this and that it was a lot of trial and error but i i did get a good like sense of accomplishment out of it and i i, I yeah. once again we'll see we'll see how the game progresses because i imagine especially in this uh early days you know there's probably a little bit simpler point and clickiness because to get you in that that feedback loop of being like well this is how you do it this is what you do and then you keep moving forward <clears throat> but i said it's still early days i got a little bit more time with it. i do think i will spend some more time with it over the week uh my original plan was to stream it <clears throat> but yeah once again voice my voice canned out and it's even doing it right now <clears throat> so i might not be able to do that um but yeah like it's it's an interesting interesting uh uh game to be playing and i quite i kind of like it yeah for all its silliness i kind of like it but we'll, we'll wait and see on that one um because it is available. Are you gonna are you gonna check it out? Or you, like, it's, yeah, I'll probably hard, I'll probably check. It. So it's a hard no probably for Max. No, no it's a, oh, it's a no, curious I'll probably check it out. I'll check it out. Be La Larry Curious. We've all been there. But but La <laughs> Larry Curious. Uh, so another thing that I've been playing is last night I downloaded the Super Bomberman Type R online demo. So this is a either you can purchase it or it's a free to play online Super Bomberman Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. So much akin to that of like Mario 99, Tetris 99, all those stuff. You have your Bomberman fields on the outside. So there's uh, 16 Bomberman fields in total. You all start off with four on each uh, four on each map. So there's 64 players in total. And then as the time progresses, 
after about two minutes, the levels all open up and you can just walk out the side of your level and jump into someone else's. Uh, but there's a there's a 10 second, uh, they refer to it as like uh, the movement time. So for, for 10 seconds, you get to jump out of the arenas because some arenas completely blow up and they don't exist anymore. And um, you go, you go, you find a new arena and then it shows where the blocks are going to fall. It basically resets the map and you start again and you keep going until there's only one person left. Uh, unfortunately, this game is super pay to win. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So if you have the free version, you get the basic Bomberman characters like the white guy, the blue guy, the brown, the, the white, the black, the blue, the red, the yellow standard guys no special abilities no nothing they've all got different stats but they're just normal playing guys or you can buy the game for 15 dollars and you get a bunch of special characters you get like pyramid head from silent hill yeah uh, (laughs) but pyramid but pyramid uh pyramid head for example can play place bombs like everyone else but he also has a sword and if he hits you with your sword you instantly die oh he doesn't have to wait for a bomb to blow you up he just walk up to you and smack you in the face and and you're out so you do get two lives, you get one respawn, but it plays essentially like every other Bomberman. Like you pick up the roller skates and you can move faster. You pick up the fire and your bombs shoot, uh, the bombs, are, the explosives are bigger. You can pick up the glove and you can throw your bombs. You, you get the soccer boot and you can kick it. it. It's literally Bomberman, but just with 64 people and 16 maps. They're all the same map. There's no special, uh, there's no specialty gimmicks on any of the maps. They're just plain maps. Um, but yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh, bought back that Bomberman nostalgia. You can play private matches only if you've got the paid version. So I think it's like fourteen ninety five on the Aussie store. So it, it's not expensive, but it's definitely pay to win. Nice. <laughs> uh, which is a shame. Uh, and the other thing I've been playing this week is a whole crap load of Destiny 2. I am now at 1307 light. The caps, the hard caps at 1320. Getting super close. Uh, it's been really good to have to have someone to to grind with again. It's hot been getting me. Oh, yeah. and I should also mention, uh, out of nowhere, I randomly uh, picked up the Tools Up DLC. Uh, so Tools Up is a game that we, I played shit like back in twenty nineteen. I think it was a while ago, but it was yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was like when Audica came out, so twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and like it's a, it's essentially like moving out, like overcooked, but it's all about renovation. So, so you would go into a house and you rip out the carpet and you paint the walls and or you whatever you lay tiles or you move furniture. It's awesome. So this this expansion is like a garden expansion. So you take it out of the house and you do stuff in the garden. So it was about fifteen levels and I bought the season pass. It was like twenty two dollars or something. <clears throat> Apparently, there's two more DLCs planned. I did the whole thing solo, uh, and I got all of three. I got three essentially because they're not stars but the three leaves i got three leaves on every level by myself without any difficulty i did it in like an afternoon it wasn't even that hard but it was fun i fucking love tools up man it's it is a very good game like it is that zen sort of like task you go in then you're like cool i know what i want to do i go bing 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 and when, you, when you're by yourself you have to plan it a little bit differently and i had an absolute fucking ripper time doing it i'm very very curious to see what the other two dlcs uh are <clears throat> You know, because I like the, I like whenever whenever they drop, I'm keen to see them. But yeah, and this was cool. Like it's a relatively easy part of me. String of trophies as well. I'm only missing mm-hmm. two, uh, two or three. One of them is like Pat the dog, which I just got to go to the dog level. I can't remember which one it was. 
uh, carry four bits of furniture at once, which which I think means I need to have four players, um, which is going to be tough. As long as I can, if I can plug PS4 controllers into the PS5, then I should be okay. Um, then the other was put a bunch of furniture in the wrong spots, which just takes time to go in there and do it. Uh, but yeah, no, like that's 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 pretty pretty dope game. It's been good. Uh, oh yeah, and I'll be playing some Outriders as well to try get through get through that one when I can. <clears throat> Alright, before we jump into the news, because we've got a lot of news to talk about, we've already been gone for like 45 minutes, but we still have a bit to go. <clears throat> it is time for our Get Less Fat update. For those of you that I presume you may know, or maybe you don't know, in 2020, I lost over 30 kilos using a product called The Man Shake. It is a meal replacement shake that I am an ambassador for. Uh, so, in that, and The Man Shake have come on board, and they are helping power for the players uh, and we both Max and I are continuing on our weight loss journeys. Uh, Max, he kicked things off in January. And where are you at today? Uh, so since January, I'm at 11 kilos lost total. 11 kilos. How's your week been though? Well, as someone in the chat earlier alluded to, I'm supposed to be in Sydney this week. So I knew I was going to have like a pretty big blowout this mm-hmm. weekend. So... I've been pretty lax with myself this week, knowing that that was going to happen. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to stress about it too much, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm in lockdown. <laughs> so now I'm like, ah. So this week's been pretty bad. I expect my numbers to up a little bit next week, which is a shame. But I knew it was coming. I, I planned for it. So I'll, I'll be up. I'll be right. Nice. So this, this week I'm just like, Psh, whatever. <laughs> Fucking lockdown. <laughs> So uh, for me, it must be lockdowns must be the key that gets me going because, so I talked about, it was last, sorry, uh, previously a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned how I've been wanting to reduce my calorie intake, right? I want to see whether I can Mm. get any more weight loss going. And I did, I didn't see a whole lot of change, but I was also going to the gym a lot at that time as well. So, so, uh, over the last two weeks, I have made the, 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 the conscious decision to alter my meal plan. So for dinner, rather than having homemade dinners that I have been, I've been getting those portion controlled you foods and or my muscle chef meals. So I've been having them with the reduced calorie intake from the change of my, of my snacks. <clears throat> and I, even when I did go to the gym last week, cause I did get a little bit sick, so I didn't go all week. I focused solely on cardio. I was like, no wait, let's just go cardio and let's see if I can push that line. I, so when I, when I started this, it, I was at a hundred uh, so I was 111 kilos on Tuesday, not little, just went one before. So I think it was like the, let's see, Tuesday, the, where are we? 18th? Yeah, 18th. Yeah. So Tuesday the 18th, I weighed in at 111. So I, I did go back up a little bit from when 110, which I lost my 30 kilos. Um, I am now, as of this morning, 107.2. Oh, nice. So I've lost just under three kilos in two weeks. And that's just simply by changing my dinners um, and just reducing my overall calorie intake for the day. Because when you make your own dinner, it's really tough to like correctly portion out that shit. So yes, yeah, so I'm essentially sitting at like 33 and a, and a bit kilos dip gone now. Um, which is great because 100. I haven't been under 110 kilos in probably since I was since, since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, easily since I was in high school, so that's awesome. The only downside that I'm having though is that because now that I, I think I've talked about this before, like now that my stomach is is less, there's this, it's I look I look like a melted candle from like the titties down. You know, it's it's a hot fucking mess. But 
with that is as I'm losing weight, like I'm just having this like um, sort of droopy stomach feel. No, buddy. Mm. Out, please. Go. I'm doing a show. I'm recording with Max like right now. Out, Pat, please. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a problem. and But the problem is that because as, as I'm losing more weight, like there's a bit more, more droop. And... One of my biggest self-consciousness things is my, my stomach hanging out under my shirt. Mm-hmm. It's been that when I was big and it's even worse now that it's all droopy. Because like whatever shirt, like, and a shirt that fits right across the front here, like it feels too short now because my, my belly is just, I, I need to get rid of, rid of whatever this is. So um, in time, like if I hit my 100, my, you know, 100 kilo weight loss, but, sorry, not weight loss, 100 kilo weight, so that that'll be like just over forty kilos lost completely. Mm. Um, I may have to go down the line of like getting this shit sorted out because a it's, I'm I'm incredibly self conscious about it, and two, it's going to actually make my life harder. Yeah. So, but we'll get we'll get there in time, and there's 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 more time for for me to to get that sorted. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at in terms of my get my get weight But if you want to uh support this show you can heading over the link bitly bit.ly slash ftp manshake you don't even have to buy anything just by going there and clicking the link you are helping support the show which is awesome and uh if you do decide to go in there maybe you can you know start your own weight loss journey as well and then you too can be self-conscious about your midsection in a different way than you were before it's a, it's it's such a catch-22 max it's really hard yeah but anyways, let's get it. Let's get into the section call. Inform the players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Now, at some point in the show, we're going to cut in. We'll get. We'll probably do it after this. A thing that you did with with a good friend of the show, Paul Paul James from Player Two. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about what happened this week with PlayStation, and it is a massive, massive one. So on Friday, the twenty eighth of uh, uh, what March? We're in May. Sony dropped a state of play, and that state of play was entirely around Horizon Forbidden West. So unlike previous state of plays, where it's like a showcase, a bunch of other things come in as well, this was just, it was a 15 minutes, and 14 of those minutes was gameplay. So there wasn't any like background conversation. There wasn't like showcasing other small independent games. It was just literally, hi, here's 14 minutes of Horizon Forbidden West gameplay. First thing we'll, we'll, we'll mention, no release date. They said there's more coming, but there is no release date. So no implication that's even in 2021. They did say that development was on track. Yeah. Um, and we have heard in the past that... Uh, 2021 was the was the year release for it Mm -hmm. so that does give me hope that it is still coming this year now that was obviously on the back end of the uh whatever showcase they did earlier was it this year or late last year where they dated a few things and some people went hey you need to pull the dates off those games where they're not going to be ready Uh, i don't believe gorilla came out and said hey you need to pull that Pull that I don't think they were, I don't think they were in that list. I think that list was all third parties, or second or second parties. Because I know Kenner was in there, and I know uh, Deathloop yeah. was in there, and I don't recall, but yeah, and I'm so somehow my son the, left the door wide open. Let me just, there you go. So, somehow the 2021 year frame did get thrown out 
uh, from somewhere. So to hear that development is on track is obviously a good sign. Uh, it's probably a smart play from them to not announce a release date uh, because once they announce a release date, if they can't hit it, they've got to delay it and yeah. no one likes delays. So they're playing the, uh, if it doesn't have a date, it can't be delayed. Like, look, personally, this concerns the shit out of me because I need games in my draft <laughs> list. And if they don't put it, if this doesn't come out this year, then I'm double fucked because God of War ain't coming out this year if Horizon isn't coming out this year. And I can't take another two game hit, Max. <laughs> I am That would make me four out of eight games not releasing this year. Would have made you six if you didn't make that swap for uh, Destruction All-Stars. <laughs> yeah. It's rough man so the the video itself is the uh the single most viewed game presentation from sony and it hit just under two and a half million views in its first 24 hours so it beat out like i think demon souls had one last of us part two had one uh so demon souls was the most recent highest at 2.2 million last of us had like 1.9 uh ratchet recently got its its one and yeah horizons just blowing them all out of the water mm. And boy, oh boy, does that game look incredible. It looks fancy. So this was captured on a PS5, uh, and it looked tremendous. There were some mm. things that I did notice, though, um, to sort of get them out of the way. One thing I noticed, because obviously it's very clearly early footage, because um, same could be said for when I remember when I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. There was a bunch of these sort of issues as well, but which then corrected themselves by full release. Um I noticed that Aloy's hair was clipping through her bow on her back and very clearly clipping through it. Uh, in the footage itself, there's a moment where there's a camera on her in a cutscene and she has like... Because this is more of a jungle environment compared to what was in one. And she's wearing a dress and stuff made out of like palm leaves and like, you know, bark and ferns and stuff, right? So like it has this kind of fraying on the shoulder pads in that shot it went from a thin to like a fucking puffy full in like as in like a pop-in there was a straight pop-in of shit on her shirt i was like oh that ain't, that that's not good that's not good to show um i said so i was worried that it was just me so i remember rewinding going no okay no that's a very clear pop-in of that okay all right no worries um first but but to add to that the game like the density of the environment is so high as in, like, because we're in an overgrown sort of fern, in, fern beachside area, like, there is sand, there is, like, fucking types of coral in the water, there is just grass everywhere. Like, from a lived-in-looking environment, there is shit everywhere. It's mad. Yeah. Uh, additionally, we do see some new Robos as well. We saw something that looks... Like, they did name them, but I forgot what they were. There is a Velociraptor-esque looking thing. I'm not, even, I'm not even trying to hide the fact that my fuck is a, a dinosaur now. Um, we got a big T-Rex in the first one. They're like, no, this is literally... It just literally looks like a Velociraptor. But even down to like the... the not the uh, Jurassic Park Velociraptor, like what they believe a real Velociraptor would look like with like the feathers and shit. That was cool. They have these great little chainsaw jaws that kind of open and pull apart. Very similar to like Predator, I guess. It's a pretty easy visual example. Uh, we saw elephants from Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, big ass fucking mammoth bastards. They look pretty sick as well. And then there was like a like, giant alligator. A gi yeah, the giant crocodile in the water. It yeah. Like, yeah. It's terrifying as. Yeah, the giant croc looked fucking horrifying. And a bunch of little smaller creatures as well. Um, it's cool. I like it. Like from a visual aesthetic, I love all of it. Um, it actually is inspired me like, because look, admittedly, 
I've admitted this on the show before, I am yet to roll credits on Horizon Zero Dawn. I've started it up, I've restarted it like three times now, and each time I get a little, like the first time I got the most in, I think it was like 15, 20 hours, and then each time I'll be like, oh, I've got some time between the next game, I'll play, I'll play Horizon. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling inspired, I'll play Horizon again now. And then Twitter was like, hey, do you know Ratchet and Clank's coming out in two weeks? I'm like, fuck, well, I guess I'm not playing Horizon. <laughs> yeah, so I have I have rolled credits on Horizon, but I haven't played the Frozen, Frozen Wilds. Frozen Wilds. Wilds. I haven't played that yet. So that, that might be my... When we get a release date, I'll jump in, smash out the Frozen Wilds before, uh, before playing. Yeah, I said I'm, I'm super keen. To, to give you a good and, yeah. and I think I will I think I'll finally roll credits I'll, I'll at least roll credits before it releases you know that was my that was my approach with Resident Evil 7 I replayed it so I could get it ready yeah. uh, same as Ratchet you know so there's there's a lot um, but there's a lot to take in in, in this trailer it's, it just looks better overall there seems to be new gameplay mechanics and the idea of you can upgrade your uh, uh, your spear on the fly with sort of additional little like essentially like locking mm-hmm. a coffee pot into it and then it becomes electric there's like a, a little parasol you can when you jump off something. I believe that's new. Um, visually, in terms of the one of the biggest problems that I found in the game was its uh, facial capture. That seems to have really improved here as well. It looks really smooth, but it still has that kind of like it looks realistic with like a nice little cartoonish sort of flair to it. So it's not ultra realistic, say like The Last of Us is. It is still like kind of. Uh, what's what I'm looking for it's sort of an, an artist realism if that makes sense yeah well one thing I did make me laugh super fucking hard though is the first character you meet is this, is this, is gentleman he's clearly injured they've just been ambushed Aloy comes up and she's like oh man have some water that motherfucker did not let go of that water bottle she's like cool thank you he's like nah and he just he, she eventually just goes nah man and just leaves it with him I, I for some reason I found that incredibly humorous yeah so apart from apart from obviously all the new mechs that we saw we did get to see that um there were like the renegades i can't i can't think of what the actual term they used for the the, rebels, the other yeah. humans the, the rebels, the rebels the, so the, the, the uh it, it's it's not just the like the uh um, ravages yeah maybe ravages sounds right and they are they were obviously tethered to the machines kind of like you could in, in uh in horizon one where you could take them over I think it was like override or something was the was the actual term that they used. Yeah, so you can kind of uh, like be, brain sex wrong. them, you know, with your little thingy, you know. The yeah, so you could do that not avatar like thing where you put avatar. your hair in their tail and. Yeah, not quite like Avatar, <laughs> where when you come to learn that when the blue people fuck each other, they use their tails and they use that same tail to talk to the animals. Clearly, fucking the animals. James Cameron, what the f- can we address that number two or either look either double down on it or explain it, please. <laughs> double down on. Ah, uh, so you know it showed it showed like um you know them riding those velociraptors and you're like you know i've got to be careful of both the humans and the machines so that's a obviously you had to deal with that in the first one as well there were human players that you that, that were combatants but um it's nice but, to see yeah, that but they're, they're still never there. On, on each Just, other they, they weren't they weren't riding the the, the friggin' thunder jaws for example yeah, yeah. There is certainly a lot of potential. Like we, we, it's a given that we know the excitement for this game is real. The potential is mad. Uh, what I'm really curious about is, pardon me, they're showing this Them on PS5, sense faces. which makes sense, yeah. right? Because they want to showcase PS5. But 
knowing this is coming to both platforms four and five it's it's because when they tried to record on a playstation 4 it blew up yeah i'm gonna say like how are they pulling this back for the four like is this a circumstance like resi where they made it for the five and then scaled up then they're gonna have to now scale it back for the four because they know that not everyone will have fives by then when everybody yeah. the fucker drops out which is I, I presume later this year yeah most likely but we'll keep that PlayStation. We'll say, let us know what you thought of, a hori- of the Horizon Forbidden West gameplay, state of play footage. Um, I'm certainly impressed, but like I was going to be impressed anyway. I'll admit this one I was probably a little, a little. Um, it was an easy sell for me. It was an easy sell. Uh, mm. This week they also announced the, the next up- upcoming PS Plus games. They include Star Wars Squadrons, which is dope, uh, Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, and Operation Tango. Uh, two out of three are shit. Um, so Squadrons is the only winner on that. It's not a very good month. Yeah. Uh, so earlier this week, Sony held an investor place uh, an investors relations day. So this is showing off how the company's been doing, what's upcoming for its future. So one thing that came out of this was it that uh, was it seems that Sony are preparing to le- to release Uncharted Four on PC. Ryan, mm-hmm. cool. Bold strategy to release the fourth title of a, of a game. <laughs> I really would have expected them to release the Uncharted Collection first, just like in order yeah. to get them a taste. And because like that that game has been free as is, as as is Thieves in like multiple times now. Like you can easily just go. Like they gave, I think they gave yep. it away as PS Plus, and then I think also as the Play at Home for last year. Yeah. So so they literally know they're going to make nothing out of it. Why not put it on PC? Yeah. So it was listed as a new growth vector for PlayStation Studios alongside mobile and games as a service. Uh, Also in the same Relations Day presentation, uh, we see a new logo for God of War Ragnarok. Turns out the logo was fan-made, but was using their official investor presentation. It's going to be a little bit awkward there. Uh, Earlier this year, we saw that Sony were hiring for a new role focusing on PC, mobile, and live service games. Uh, Jim Ryan has given a little bit more information on that decision. Uh, quote, we've been thinking about how players enjoy our content and have had some early success with experimenting with mobile games and apps to provide more choice to gamers. Mobile is just one of the areas we are exploring to reach millions of gamers beyond our platforms. PlayStation has a huge catalog of diverse first-party IP that can transition to smartphone gaming and complement our AAA games or live service games. We are exploring the mobile market with some wonderful PlayStation franchises. Please stay tuned. See, the mobile market, I, I can't give any fucks about. Like, I'm like I don't, you're selling to the wrong crowd there. That is lowest. Like, I understand their idea is to try and entice people to come across. And I don't see that sort of being happening with a, with a mobile space. Because anytime they've tried to, or anyone has tried to make any sort of premium <clears throat> mobile game, it's either not purchased because it's like, like, hey, it's 14 bucks. Everyone's like, ugh, I'm not paying 14 bucks for a fucking mobile game. So like, there is a, it's a no-win scenario in, in mobile yeah. because unless you are either littered for the microtransactions or you are free to play, which then still for ads or microtransactions, it's not going to go well. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. But PC, I'm a big advocate for putting it on PC because as I said, you know, Uncharted, uh, uh, the, the Nathan Drake collection, they've given it away free. There is no more money that can be made. They must be making... They must be selling tens of copies of that a week, if not month, right? Put it on PC because it's done its time on the console. There is nothing wrong with putting it on PC right now. 
Because if, it, if it, that means someone else can play it and go, oh shit, yeah, then they go and buy a console, which I presume what they're trying to do. Sick. Why the fuck? Yeah. Man? Like, I'm sure there's even, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about putting it on an Xbox. So that seems like a bit far. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking cares. But yeah, so put it moving to PC, super down, mobile. Mm. Mm, unsure unsure on that one but Max speaking of Uncharted uh, yeah so Sony as we know Sony is hitting the big screen Uh, so uh, let's talk about that new still shot from the upcoming Uncharted movie so the still is showing uh, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake holding a flashlight in what appears to be like a like an old museum room perhaps and standing right behind him is Sully uh, Mark Wahlberg but uh, Ryan, the internet's not very happy with this still shot. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have Nathan Drake's iconic uh, clothing. Yep, we've got we've got Tom Holland in like a denim jacket and some jeans. Like, and this is once again contrary to the promo shot that we saw of him in the attire. Yep, yep. Uh, and the big one, Sully is missing his upper lip holstery. That 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 T strain is that T strain is missing. You proud of that one? The 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 cookie catcher, it's gone. Like, how long did you sit there and work on upper lip holstery? Not very long. Yeah, so I, was, I went to bed about two two thirty. Look, the problem that we have is looking at that still. It could be any movie. Yeah. Like, there is nothing iconically or even identifiably uncharted about that promo shot. Right? If you yeah, were to look correct. at that, if you, if you were to pull up that photo, if so, and you go, who, which one of these guys is Nathan Drake? Yeah. There's no clearly identified, if you were to read the description of a, you know, of a, you know, of a young brown haired adventurer, and you go, Marky Mark? Is it, is it is it Mark? No, he's supposed to be the grizzled old vet, grizzled old guy. <laughs> really? Look, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fill me with any excitement or anticipation for the film. I'm still going to see it because I'm a fucking idiot. But like, nothing about it makes me go, "Oh yeah, no, I can't wait to go see that." I look and I go, "Oh, I should be a little concerned." I think. Yeah. Um, in other Sony on the big screen news, or on the little screen in this case. Uh, now, forgive me because I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation. Is it Marley Dandridge? Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. The person who played uh, Firefly's leader, Marlene, in Last of Us, will be reprising her role in the HBO series. That's dope. That's yeah. so dope. So she'll be joining Pedro Pascal and... Angry Chick um, from Game of Thrones. And the Angry Chick from Game of Thrones, who I can't think of her name. Yeah, she's going to be dope. I'm very excited. Mm. I love this as an idea, because one of the biggest things is like, well, why don't you just get the voice actors? Because uh, normally they don't look like they don't look like the person that they're playing. Like I'm sorry, like you know, Troy Baker doesn't look like you know Joe Joel. Sorry, I was like kind of strolled my own mouth there. He doesn't look like Joel. he might look like Joe. How do you know? Yeah, he could look like Joe. You know, I don't know, but it doesn't look like Joel. Um, you know, so cool. But you know, these these they look similar. Like fucking do it, and it's it's good to see. It's good to see. Yeah. Speaking of like you know. Vo- like you know people you know actor sorry uh, voice act actors looking like their characters we're gonna go the other way now because far cry 6 so uh this morning at the time of recording at 2 30 a.m australian time on saturday the 29th they dropped the first gameplay for far cry 
six. It was exciting. So we get to see a little bit more of the island of Yara. It's makeshift weapons, how you can play and heal yourself. And how you can like cauterize your own wounds with a fucking yeah. cigar. <laughs> Uh, so we got to see a little bit more around uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character, which is sort of the, the big dictator thing uh, for Yara. Uh, for Yara, sorry. Uh, and they also tease more information will be coming soon, so we can we can assume it will get another showcase at Ubisoft Forward in next month. Uh, they had mentioned that three DLCs were uh, coming alongside, as well as a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5 if you grab it on PS4. Uh, and they also announced that a release date of the 7th of October of this year. So, unlike myself, Max is 8 for 8 on games that are releasing this year on his video <laughs> games draft. There is literally no way that I could win. I couldn't have won if he only had 5 games. But it's looking bad for me. Uh, so, I... this is the first... Go Sorry, Guy. I, no, 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 I you fucking go. loved the two trailers that we saw number of yeah. reasons a it looks mint i love john carlo esposito um do i have my little figure down here i do hang on especially in breaking bad he was he was my man so i've got i've got him as a little pop vinyl got him as an action figure i fucking love john carlo i think he was brilliant he's great in better call soul he's been great in everything he's popped up in he's an absolutely tremendous actor and i think we will see that here which i'm very excited about uh, one of the things oh, I'm sorry, you go first. Why well, put these? No, 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 you go, you go. Okay, I was just going to say one of the things that I'm excited about is this is the first time, uh, from memory, that they've made a completely fictitious area for you to plan. Because uh, they're normally set in real world locations, correct? For Far Cry, yeah, so like Montana, to a degree, like the sort of island. The last one, like Africa. Far Cry Five, was like Montana, Southern USA, yes, Montana, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, uh, this is, this is, this is, Yara doesn't exist. This is a self-contained. I think you're right. Designed thing. Yeah. Because obviously, uh, most of the time, you know, there, there, there's a very political, um, what's the, what's the word? not stance, but like subtext behind mm-hmm. these games. And. Uh, obviously, when when they're in real world locations, that can kind of be a little bit messy sometimes. True. An example so- is with Far Cry Five. The amount of people that commented on like fucking Trump and shit with these sort of characters, like you're, you're doing it wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I think I think them stepping away from real world locations and designing their own world is a good thing. Uh, obviously, it'll be interesting to see how they how they do that because you know they have to create the world how that how that world is governed how it's run obviously we know that you know there is a dictatorship to a degree but it seems like this uh, watching the gameplay footage they're like these mismatched uh, especially with like the weapons uh, these whatever you can kind of grab and get your hands on you kind of m- mashing them all together there was a there was a gun that was shooting cds whilst playing the macarena that was so good. I guess that's a great expansion on, on like the you know the big uh, fucking blade launcher that was in yeah. five. Like I, I do quite like, that. and we get to see the bow was, back because the bow was a great thing in five. That the, they were talking about like the minigun has a motorbike motor attached to it to make it spin fast enough to shoot. Yeah. Like this is ah, it's yeah. No, it's I, gonna be awesome. I am very very excited for Far Cry. I quite love Far Cry. Now don't get me wrong. 
you know in the past i've been i've been addressed as ryan ubisoft betson and and like the part, part you know because i do tend to love ubisoft games ubisoft is a company still very questionable you know when, when we when we when i when i sit here when we sit here and praise far cry five six sorry that does not dismiss the shit that they have done all right we know that's still happening we know that's still a problem and those things are not yeah. resolved however far cry six was cool yeah and they showed off these uh these supremo backpacks yeah, that's the uh, thing so that, you, that's to be that like, you pointed out was most exciting. Yeah, so there's like, you know, one with like 15 rocket launchers strapped to the back of your, you're like a mortar. Uh, there's a, there was a jetpack one, there was a flamethrower. And they was they seem to be like, uh, essentially like superpowers mm. to a degree. Like you can, you can wear these different backpacks and each one will give you a different advantage over whatever it is that you're trying to do at the time. And additionally, one thing they have done is they've brought back what I believe the last time would have been three, uh, is we have a, a, a you're playing not just generic person. Yeah. So you are playing, you're actually playing a, pre, a, a defined character. You know her look, you know how she speaks, you know her involvement. Because if you are from memory from five, you are just fucking person. I don't think you ever spoke. You you were silent protagonist. So that what that tells me, and also uh, also, hey man. Sorry, just chat saying hey. Um, what th- what this tells me is this is an incredibly story driven Far Cry. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong, Far Cry Five, Far Cry New Dawn. I've never played Four, sadly. I probably should get that sword. That game's pretty cheap, I think. So I should get that sword. I should go play Four. I played every other one. Um, the story is always a big focus for it. However, this feels like heavier because you're at least character will be involved in some way and add that kind of extra oomph to it so even though the character that you played in three was just a bro there was still character there was very clearly defined character Mm. around this person so like you understand like their motivations and whatever when when it's generic person the idea is oh you the the character the the player will just insert themselves in like it doesn't really work that way like maybe yeah. back in the day it does but i think there's people have a lot more of the self-awareness that comes around um, yeah, yeah not having that like sense of they're willing to drop that sense of disbelief you know what i'm saying <laughs> but either way game looks mad let us know what you think for for far cry 6 uh i am very hot very hot for it um i think it should be sweet however a game that i know you max are incredibly turgid for is the previously indefinitely delayed Dying Light 2. Yeah, so, you know, you know how E3 is coming up in a couple of weeks yeah. and everyone's going to showcase all their stuff? Yeah, it turns out everyone's just jumping the gun. So they did this in tech- 19 as well. <laughs> so after its many delays and reports of workplace issues over the last few years, Techland announced yesterday at time of recording that Dying Light 2 Stay Human is coming this year on the 7th of December to PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, coming along with this announcement was a bunch of gameplay footage. So uh, so this is different from the previous gameplay footage that they showed. Uh, so they talk about how the world is in now a modern dark age. Uh, so you're kind of similar to the first game. You're kind of getting whatever you can to throw together to use as, as weapons and resources. Uh, they talk about the three factions that are in the world, the survivors who, who are you know they're they're off doing their own thing. They're growing their crops. They're just surviving. We've got the peacekeepers. Yeah, like, farming. Yeah, ex, 
your ex-military, your lawmakers, and they're basically trying to bring back the law. And then you've got the renegades who are your convicts, your criminals, your your gang leaders, and they're trying to oppress everyone and take everything back. And it, it, it shows some gameplay footage of like you using... Uh, doing missions for each of the the three factions and how doing stuff for one will affect the other and everything you do in the world change changes both the story and the world itself uh it shows an area that's like completely flooded and then you go and do something for for one of the people and it it completely drains the area and completely opens up a new area of the map they've been saying that the area uh, the map is four times larger than that of the original dying light Mm mm-hmm uh, it's still this very much the same first-person free-running parkour zombie game that it was. Uh, it looks to be running a hell of a lot smoother. Uh, so, uh, in addition to the grappling hook that you got in the first game, you now have a have a paraglider, so you can kind of jump off roofs and sail across the sail across the skies. It looks uh, much like the first one. It did have a day and night cycle. This looks much more brutal at night time than what it was in the original game. And then they go on to say, you know, we wanted the combat to feel, to feel hefty, to feel minty. If you're swinging this massive hammer, we want you to be able to feel that. You know, you got to slow down to hit them. And they're like, um, they mentioned that if that's not your forte, if you want to just do the free running stuff, you can you can stat yourself out so you get the, so you, all your abilities are like dexterity based. So you can do. Um, they they show a, a screen. Uh, they show a shot of you grabbing a zombie and jumping off the roof and landing on it to avoid falling damage, but you crush the zombie underneath you. Oh, the game looks so good. I totally re-downloaded the first one last night to do another sneaky playthrough for about the 10th time <laughs> before the <laughs> before the game comes out. Because that is, uh, that is the was, game that you and I have played uh, a couple of yeah. times together. Because the idea was like, I'll run you through it. And then world, the world got in the way as it does because we have different... <laughs> you and I play on different times. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I love the excitement in your voice for this. This, this has now become my most anticipated game of 2021. Mm. Now that it's coming out, I'm so, I can't wait for Christmas. It's right on the back end, like, <laughs> it, and it's just like Dying Light 1. It's come out at a really, really good time. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's, there's nothing else is going to drop around it, and it's going to do really well because of it. Yeah. I think the first one dropped in January, I think, from memory. Yeah, so, because I it, think it, so. back in those days, nothing came out in January. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah, all right, cool. I do hope it has that multiplayer perspective to it again. That'd be nice. So you can sort of team up. They haven't, I don't, from memory, I don't think they've said whether that, that is or isn't happening. It, it would seem an odd choice to take take it out of the game. Very true. But we'll have to wait and, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Speaking of games that have multiplayer parts just completely removed, <laughs> Cyberpunk! Uh, it has been over five months since the release of Cyberpunk 2077 and haven't you already forgotten about it? Uh, and the game is still missing from the PlayStation Store. It was removed just 10 days after launch back in December of 2020. Based on recent comments from CEO Adam, Adam Krasinski, the situation still hasn't been resolved. Although, talks between CDPR and Sony are apparently ongoing. Quote, We are still in discussions and with every patch the game gets better and there's visible progress. But, as we said, the decision is, is an exclusive decision of Sony. So we are waiting for the information about the fact that they took the decision to bring... To, uh, sorry about the fact that they took the decision to bring back this game, end quote. Kuczynski stated during a company's latest shareholder meeting. So, uh, loosely translated from Swedish, uh, it's not our fault, it's them, uh, is what he's essentially saying. He's like, we, if it was up to us, we'd have the game on there. 
but Sony are the ones playing hard. You're the ones that were going to release a broken game, so fuck you. Uh, yeah, so earlier this week, they also got a new games director. Yeah. Uh, for what's left of that game to be directed. Yep. I guess. And apparently it's a big exodus, um, of, star- exodus of staff as well, which should be yeah. a point of concern. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's not looking good. And like I said, like, I really dislike the passing of the buck here. Like in this in this statement, there is no acknowledgement of, of of mistake. Yeah, they're basically like it would be on the store, but like, it's yeah, up it's, to them. It's not, not up us. to us. If, we, we'd have the, we'd have it on the store right now if if, if it was our way. Like they're, what they're essentially saying here is Sony are in the wrong for making the decision to pull it, and they are in the wrong for supporting that decision of the game not meeting the certification standards now. Like that is not the right attitude to have because what once again we know that they've made all the money that they're, they're going to make on that game. Like they sold how many like millions of copies on the first day, even when it was fucked. Yeah, they don't care. And to me, this demonstrates that as a company, they still don't care because the answer should be we are working exceptionally hard to get it ready so that when it so when when Sony is comfortable, when we are comfortable. We will upload it back on. We will request for it to, be, to appear back on the store. Yeah, that is how you take it. Like, because once again, you know, CD Projekt Red had that that previous stance of, oh, we're the fucking good guys. We're the ones that you know are, are doing cool shit. You know, and, you know, we're for the gamers. Yet we saw very very quickly they have never been that. And it was a complete fucking lie. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I called it beforehand. In that scenario, <laughs> Ryan was right. As, as I'm sitting on my cyberpunk chair. Yeah, you should, you should, uh, you should be embarrassed. The chair is so comfortable though. Yeah. Last week, Ryan, I talked about a rumored second Final Fantasy game coming to PlayStation. We now have further claims now that Imran Khan of Fanbyte has shared further details of that rumored title. The spin-off title is said to be called Final Fantasy Origins and is being developed in collaboration with Team Ninja, the studio behind Neo. The article also corroborates rumors that the game will play like Dark Souls and is set somewhere in the same world as the very first Final Fantasy title on the NES. As an announcement, uh, with an announcement currently scheduled for E3 2021. Khan then goes on to state that Square Enix plans to release an alpha demo this summer, so our winter, I guess, which means in the next couple of months, mm-hmm. quote, to solicit feedback from the audience while the game is still in a fairly early state, end quote. It will operate a lot like the pre-release tests for both Neo titles got prior to their launch, with Final Fantasy Origins currently named Stranger in Paradise. The leak is at least partly sourced from assets and information that has been shared with gaming media ahead of the publisher's currently unannounced June showcase. Quote, expect the title to play similar to that of Neo or other games in its genre, but to be more accessible for a wider audience, the article explains. On the Square Enix side of things, development is being led by those who made the fighting game Dissidia Final Fantasy NT. Oh, what a dream combination for me. What a Final Fantasy Souls. That is the grossest combination of games ever for me. Someone's like Final Fantasy. I'm like, uh, Dark Souls. Uh, what if what if, what if he make him kiss? Uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, they can smooch up a storm. Bring it on. Gross. Now this is great. 
this is great. This has just made me like I I've, obviously I was already looking forward to E3. Uh, Square Enix is one of my favorite developers. I love all the stuff that they do. To hear a rumor that there's going to be two Final Fantasy games being shown off, oh, this is rubbing. Cannot cannot games cannot that I'm having. Wait, cannot wait. It's gross. It's absolutely gross. Do you have any more to add on this one? Uh, no, I think because it's all rumor and speculation for now. Obviously, my stance is super keen. Bring it on! If this if this comes to fruition, wonderful. My fingers are crossed. My legs are crossed. Anything that can be crossed is crossed. Hopefully, we'll find out more at whatever E three is set to be in a couple of weeks' time. So, for me, like looking at this from a objective perspective, like it sounds really cool. I don't know. I don't know whether the crossover of those two fan bases are pretty high, except for you. Um, with that, so. <laughs> If they go down that Dark Souls or Dark or Soulsborne esque approach, I do hope they go in the lines of um, uh, like Jedi Fallen Order, you know, with the scalable yeah. difficulties and whatnot, because that was a great sort of sell, way to sort of sell the game. Well, if that if that quote uh, is to be like is is true and that it is accessible for a wider audience, that might be the case. Yeah. Because, so. yeah, because if it's anything like fucking Returnal or Demon's Souls or Dark Souls, the game can get fucked, all right? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, as the chat has reminded me, my previous quote, Final Fantasy can suck a dick. I, I think I said last night to a friend of mine, Final Fantasy can eat my asshole. So, like, I'm not the most amount of love for that franchise. But you got to experience some more love for Final Fantasy VII yeah. this so- week. So what I'll, what I'll do, I'll, I'll just give it the pre-roll and then we'll cut it in and then Max cause can chat a little bit more about it afterwards. So this week, once again, player, uh, player 2's very own Paul James was very kind enough to join us uh, to chat about a, a game. This time it was Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Uh, Max, being the Final Fantasy dork that he is, was very keen to sit and chat with him. Uh, it is available on... There is a written piece on player2.net.au as well. However, here is the video of Max having that conversation. Apologies in advance for the audio. Paul was doing it in his newly built studio shed and it was pissing down a storm. Max fucking so excited. He's, he blew out his microphones. We sounded like a <laughs> shitty broken radio. Enjoy it the best you can. Here it is. We are joined today by Paul James of Player 2. To uh, He had the opportunity to spend some time behind closed doors with some upcoming Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. What a mouthful. So, Paul, vintage, how did this come about? Vintage convention, right? Oh, I know, right? So how did this come about? What did you, uh, what did you get to have a look at? So there's how, did a- they, how did they present it? How did they present it to you in this, you know, social distancing world? Yeah, COVID world means that uh, we basically just got sent videos. So for anyone who's uh, got that big kind of question mark around this whole thing, here's the disclaimer: it's video that I've been uh, that I've watched. I haven't, you know, gone hands on. So just you know, grain of salt. Anything that I guess comes from this point. But yeah, uh, Square Enix slash Bandai Namco locally have uh, given us a whole ba- bunch of video to look at. Answers a whole bunch of questions about Integrade, uh, Yuffie, and the various gameplay aspects that i guess go with that and it's pretty sweet to be honest <laughs> well let's let's kick things off with the big one obviously the biggest selling point of integrate is the extra chapter that does integrate uh, that does introduce introduce yuffie so does the footage explain at all what she's doing in midgar since in the original title you generally don't meet yuffie until after you've left midgar 
Yeah, it's it's a weird one. Um, like the very beginning of the footage that we got to see, you kind of see Yuffie rolling into Midgar for the first time. I'm guessing there might have been like an opening, you know, cutscene of something before that because she's just kind of arrived. Chapter one kind of text splashed across the screen and and she just kind of gets to it. But um, she's talking about how she's. You know, obviously, uh, from uh, Wu Tai, for anyone who's not necessarily hugely familiar with Final Fantasy VII, um, and you know they've kind of been at war with uh, with Shinra for forever, really. Yeah. Um, and so she's she's kind of broken in or you know snuck into Shinra, and she plans on breaking into their headquarters to steal some ultimate materia that they've got. And okay. along the way, she's hoping to come across the crew from Avalanche and kind of get their help to make it all happen. So that's in terms of narrative context, that's about all we actually got through that entire thing. And I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to keep it low key. Obviously, yeah. with and we, uh, you know how how much we want to delve into Final Fantasy VII remake spoilers is probably up to you. I'll, you know, it's your show. I'll I'll let you kind of yeah. just decide that. But, um, like it's an interesting one because I mean, you know, if you played the original Final Fantasy VII, you know that Yuffie doesn't feature this early in the game. Um, yeah, of course. This is obviously some parallel sort of thing that they're telling us. It doesn't necessarily... It's not necessarily reflective of all the big controversial stuff from the ending of Final Fantasy VII. Like, this could be just a simple chapter from the original that was just never really explored. So it's it's interesting in that respect and how it will ultimately connect to all the stuff that's going on in Remake. Uh, again, we'll, I'll try and dodge that unless you say otherwise. Um, I'm keen to see where it plays out, but they haven't given us a hell of a lot to work with yet. Yeah, so so uh, is it mainly just uh, roaming overworld footage and a few uh, combat sequences? If there's a lack of that story content or story beats that they're showing, yeah, I guess showing? you know by by overworld, if yeah, you kind of mean just kind of navigating, uh, yeah, the city, like navigating Midgar in the Midgar, same yeah. in the same way that um, you did in kind of the core Final Fantasy VII remake. Then yeah, yeah, that's that's exa- exactly what we see there. Whole bunch of really really interesting different kind of combat sequences with uh, Yuffie taking on some kind of smaller little goons and some larger some larger opponents as well um, I I don't recall there being anything that they showed in terms of actual you know opponents that was in the original version of remake I feel like okay. everything we saw was different there, you know, there might be one exception that I'm that I'm forgetting or something like that but the overwhelming majority completely new there was like a gigantipede boss that they showed at the end of the footage I mean, you can kind of maybe get a sense for what this thing looks like, you know, with the yeah. with the name, but like a giant centipede. And it certainly gave off a lot of, in terms of the way it was kind of fighting, it gave off a lot of uh, Guard Scorpion sort of tones and vibes. So Guard Scorpion being the original boss from the, from the you know, the first boss, sorry, from the original game as well as Remake. Um, it certainly feels a little bit like that in terms of there's the stages to the to the boss and the, the variety of kind of... Uh, techniques from range to up close and personal and then of course it's hulking size like that all those sort of little facets come together and made it feel a little bit familiar in that sense but it totally won't be which is kind of uh, which is kind of cool and exciting oh that's good so what what different like going back to the to the combat that we get to see uh as with with yuffie how does she differentiate from the rest of the playable characters from seven remake so what I've found, and again, this is you know the the big that big disclaimer from before that I wasn't actually going hands on with it. It was all it was all video mm. stuff. But just kind of watching the way Yuffie moves, whether whether it's navigating the environment or specifically in combat, she feels like, like she's not as agile as Tifa, 
which mm-hmm. I guess is interesting because I, I'd probably argue just, you know, kind of my history with the original game, I'd say they're kind of on a fairly similar level, you know, from different backgrounds, but yep. um, it, she doesn't feel or appear to be quite as agile as Tifa, but she's also not as heavy as Cloud or certainly not as heavy as Barrett. So there seems, there seems to be like a middle ground in terms of just... My first thought from a moment there, and I, I, you know, upon reflection, I was completely wrong. She felt a bit clunky. Okay. But that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Um, it's just she's not as swift on her feet as I perhaps expected her to be at first. So is she, is she a is she a ranged character or a melee character? Ranged by default. So there's still the um, oh, what do you call those? The shuriken uh, yep. is kind of the, is kind of the go to there. You can you can certainly get up close and personal and kind of use it as as a, as a melee weapon as well. There's a there's a cool like throw feature, almost uh, God of War style. Like you throw it out there and you actually have to press a button again for it to come back. Which okay, was, which was kind of cool. That was the triangle prompt. That one. Um, mm-hmm. That was like your, I guess your, your heavy. You know, if you think to the, the original yep. kind of se- uh, seven remake mechanics, it was basically square or triangle. That's your triangle attack versus the the stock standard kind of melee attack being mapped to square. So that's kind of interesting in terms of maybe what strategic options there are. I'm not going to say it's suddenly the Leviathan axe or anything like that, but it could be kind of interesting how you might choose to throw it, leave it there, whether it's, I don't know, wedged in an enemy or wedged in the environment or whatever the case happens to be, and then recall it, or whether there's even a few seconds that elapse and if you haven't recalled it, then it just comes back to you. Not too sure. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, she can be used both ranged and up close because obviously in in Final Fantasy VII remake you have the uh, for when for instance when you're playing as Cloud you have to uh, if you don't want to waste your mana using magic to hit a long ranged enemy you have to do you have to do that sw- that character switch and swap to yeah. the ranged characters to shoot someone that's that's out of your range. It's nice to know that she she can adapt to any circumstance. I guess. Yeah, it certainly seems like I mean. Even just based on that, and this is certainly me extrapolating. There was nothing in the video here mm. that necessarily suggested this one way or the other. It, th- there is one other kind of player, or at least character, that's there alongside you in combat. It could be a red thirteen sort of role where it's kind of non non playable. But okay, um, uh, Sonon, who's not a name that I remember at all that's from the original. Not a name not, I recall either. Yeah, and, and maybe that's you know ex- exclusive to this kind of Yuffie prequel sort of thing. Um, mm. like he he features in some of the combat, which I don't know. I, I, it, yeah, it could be that Red Thirteen sort of role where he's not actually playable. So if you're playing exclusively as Yuffie, then you need to be able to not only reach the you know the flying enemies, but also deal with the up close and personal sort of stuff. So they're they're kind of pulling in what you'd get from Barrett and what you'd get from Cloud and making it available through one character, which is which is kind of cool and interesting and. Certainly, really interesting when she inevitably rocks up in you know part two or whatever. When when she does eventually meet up with with the with the crew, and all of a sudden you've got one character that's exclusive, more or less exclusively ranged. You've got one character that's or multiple characters, yeah. sorry, I should say that are exclusively melee, and then you've got one that's kind of both. So it'd be kind of cool to see how all that pairing comes together. But I don't expect that to happen in in this remake for, uh, for obvious reasons. If you've played the original game, yeah. Uh, do we get to see any? Did you see any materia melding in the footage? Obviously, materia being a core mechanic in Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, allowing you to use certain abilities, magic, summons, those kinds of things. Do you get to see any new materia-based coming out of this that wasn't in the base game? Or Look, 
probably didn't study that part of it closely enough, but you, you certainly see a fair bit of material in use. You do get to see uh, the summon in uh, the form of uh, Ramu, or have, have, how do we pronounce that one? I've heard it pronounced differently in different. Ramu, Ramu, Ramu. Ramu. From memory, that's the the lightning. Yeah, big big electrical yeah, light, yeah lightning guy. Um, and you you do get to see like him in full force, so using judgment bolt, which looks fantastic. Um, I mean, that's always one of the the best looking summon like attacks regards to the yeah. final fantasy game that you play. So that, that was really cool to see that in action. I like, like I said, you do see some material stuff in use. It wasn't necessarily the massive focus, like in, in the footage, they yeah. weren't slowing it down and saying, here's this and here's that. Like it was, it was just kind of stringing it together in, in mm-hmm. the throes of combat. But uh, what I did like, and this wasn't so much a material thing, but it was kind of, it was kind of a crossover. So again, I mentioned that character of Sonon before. Um, who seems to fight independently, but there does seem to... Have you played Chrono Trigger from the Super Nintendo? Yes. So you know like those cross attacks where you can kind of pair up with one or even two teammates to kind of go with, you know, dual or triple attacks? Also similar to like uh, Final Fantasy IX where you can imbue your sword with magic using VV and... Uh, yeah. I can't yeah, think of the knight's yeah. name. Steiner. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't default to Final Fantasy IX give us my favorite game, but I, yeah... I, Chrono Trigger, I guess, is kind of where that some of that sort of stuff began. But yeah, um, yeah there's certainly like it's it is exactly though what you described with Vivian Steiner there, where um, Yuffie's kind of imbuing some sort of elemental magic upon Sonon's abilities, and you can actually kind of combine the two in that kind of yeah magic sword sort of idea from Final Fantasy Nine, oh, and unleash some sort of cool attack like that. So again, maybe furthering the point that this Sonon guy isn't playable the way that you can kind of take advantage of his skill set is to yeah. imbue him with whatever element based on whatever Yuffie does and then he launches an attack. And that still fits in line with all the staggering and and all those sorts of things from before, the the pressure gauge and that sort of thing. Yeah. What they refer to this thing with Sonon as is the two characters being synergized. There's okay. kind of a little prompt that appears on the screen that says they're synergized, at which point I think that's when you can... The way I interpret it is that's that's when you can use those maneuvers. So, yeah, look out for that while you're playing it in like a month from now. Holy shit, we're playing this thing in a month from now, mate. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, so in the earlier parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake, for example, uh, we get to spend some time with the townsfolk doing side missions, playing mini games. Uh, with Yuffie being a stranger to Midgar, is there, do you get to see any of her interactions with the locals? Is there anything? A little bit. Like that, kind of, kind of tongue-in-cheek sense. sort of stuff. Uh, there's even one yeah. or two that seem to identify her as being from Wutai, which is interesting because there is such a clear conflict and you know all this propaganda coming from Shinra about anyone from outside, basically. So it's kind of, yeah. I guess they must be sympathizers or even maybe other people who've infiltrated over the journey. But there's some cool little side activities as well. Uh, you know, there's there's one that they kind of lean into a little uh, for a maybe a bit longer than they needed to in the footage anyway, where you're, you're collecting flyers for. For, it was like the Happy Turtle Shop or something like that. You go, there's okay. like six or seven different flyers that you can go and collect. Um, sure. And it involves cats because, of course, it involves cats as well. You know, Final Fantasy VII and some of the people uh, people's concerns with cats in that game that they're making sure to force that down your throat even further. Uh, and the one that I took a real liking to, and I'm looking forward to kind of fl- exploring a little bit when the final game comes out, they've added like a mini game called Fort Condor, which obviously... I mean, we know all about Condor in in the core Final Fantasy VII game, and it's kind of like a like a very miniature tower defense sort of thing. 
uh, you've got a whole bunch, like you've got two opposing teams. You're trying to take out the the opposition's kind of, uh, there's kind of three basically like forts you've got to take out there, mm-hmm. um, three stations. And you just kind of, you're kind of placing, tar- like it's all big grid-based system. You've got, you're placing your troops or whatever. It seems like they're all Shinra troops um, of various, various different sorts on both sides. Um, they're not trying to, you know, lean further into the Wu Tai versus Shinra thing. It's just, you know, you got a Shinra deck and you've got a Shinra deck, and now we're going to play against each other and and whatever. But you're like you're placing these units, and they they will automatically just default to kind of charging forward. But you want to okay. involve strategy into that by, you know, this thing here that they've placed is going to be weak to this sort of ability. So I'll place this unit here. Yeah, you know, there's layers to that strategy there, and you're hoping that you kind of overwhelm them, I guess. I don't, you know, this, I guess this is a really weird one for me to go with, but I think of a game that I spent a lot of time playing like Gears Pop or, you know, mm-hmm. Plants vs. Zombies and those, in that sort of idea where there is that kind of charge forward, like you're moving forward up the thing or you've got an opponent that's kind of charging towards you and you're dropping your units there to try and defend or it sounds, advance. It sounds um, similar to that of the, the Fort Condor minigame in the original Final Fantasy yeah. VII on PlayStation 1. But just different enough to make it like a uh, slightly more in depth. By the way, yeah. More by the way, you um, by the way you explained it, it sounds like it's almost like you have an opponent yeah. playing uh, opposing units as opposed to in the original game you were essentially just funding uh, the defense of of the fort. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, you pretty pretty much hit the nail on the head there, and it looks pretty cool. Okay. I'm I'm pretty keen to explore a little bit more of it. So, um, it could be a nice little Gwent style distraction. And I mean, yep. Gwent, Gwent's amazing. Obviously, very, very different. But I'm looking, I'm looking for my next Gwent, and I feel like Fort Condor could maybe be that. <laughs> um, I know it might be hard to to uh, to tell or di- to differentiate in video, but obviously, it's going. This is this is the PS5 release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Can you see a big jump in graphical fidelity from Final Fantasy VII Remake? Because obviously that that game looked great when it came out, but there was, I mean, I personally had a little bit of texture popping issues in some of the more uh, heavily populated areas of Midgar. I know, obviously, you uh, you saw by the sound of it a, a set piece of footage yeah, that may several, have been curated. several little vertical slices, it's, and yeah, hundred percent curated. So there, I yeah. definitely didn't see any of that, but I am interesting uh, interested. Sorry to see if we have any doors with horrible rendering and and all those sorts of things like we, what we saw in uh, remake. Hell, let's hope that. Uh, in the the remastered version for the PS5 that we actually see that door fixed uh, in the in the core main <laughs> game like that'd be a nice little perk they should actually put that as a dot point there was so much talk about that they should put that as a dot point as a part of their marketing if they've fixed it of course but um no it was it was a little bit hard to tell it was that was it was yeah. certainly you know very strategically pulled vertical slices and again so that makes the whole thing another disclaimer they are clearly trying to highlight the game at its best which is yeah yeah which is what any of the any of these sort of events are, and you just hope that the person watching it has a discerning enough eye that can kind of pick through it and and focus on the content rather than the the way it's presented. But yeah, of course, um, it's certainly really interesting and certainly really promising, though. I, I like what I'm seeing from it. With all that said, uh, now this will this will be my last question, and I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if I didn't ask it. Was there a coming soon Final Fantasy VII remake part two nah. at the end of the footage? No, nah. nah. nothing. No. Nah. Ah. There was there. Was, what was interesting though, and I guess just slightly connecting the threads to the core remake title and mm-hmm. potentially the sequel, there was for like 
a second, probably no more than a second, there was one guy kind of like just a Genova follower, like he, his hood right okay. up and he's just kind yep. of that slow Genova chant that they have going. They didn't focus on it all outside of, you know, they, they clearly a very strategic thing. We'll make Yuffie walk past this person, you hear the voice and then boom, we cut to something else. Like they're trying to tease a little bit of that stuff. How deep it goes, I don't know. You know, we're going to get the spirits and all those sorts of things as well because, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of a timeline, this is clearly going, I'd imagine it's clearly set at the same time that everything is going on from the core yeah. game. But it could also just be, it'd be just as interesting for her to be arriving at Midgar just, you know, just after everything that's gone on. So, so she doesn't, run, she doesn't run into the main cast at all during this footage? No, no. Okay. She outlines that she's looking for them. Um, yeah. or, or not even necessarily looking for them, but she hopes to get the support of Avalanche. So, you know, whether that's just... Hey guys, any chance you can help or actually, you know, trying to track them down remains to be seen. The whole enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, they're, but they're not, they're really trying to hide the story stuff. Like the extent of it is, I'm Yuffie, I'm from Wutai and here I am in Midgar. I want to steal this material. I guess that all. makes That's sense. Yeah. And keep it close to the chest. Why not? Yeah. They've already won people I mean, over with the remake. It's coming out in, what, a couple of weeks at this point? Yeah, exactly. Holy so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> just to add to the list of everything else that's coming out well thank you again so much for for coming and speaking and you know giving this massive fan a little bit of uh, a sneak to... peek of information yeah I hope you enjoyed it I hope it was valuable yeah well it's, it's definitely got me uh, a lot more interested in well I mean I was already interested in this game yeah, but what, it's, it's definitely given me a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just covered in Final Fantasy tattoos Got my Final Fantasy books up in front of me. I'm 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 super keen and ready for this game. It's gonna be pretty sweet, I think. Yeah. Well, thank you again. All good, man. And uh, good luck with the uh, rest of the show. Yeah, that's right. I'm still on it. You're not there. <laughs> I'm gonna handball it to you now, and you can uh, Let's you go, can Ryan. carry on. Fun fact: depending on how you cut this, I've thrown it to <laughs> I've thrown it to Padge to continue because he was supposed to be in on me. <laughs> Yeah, so Paul was supposed to join us this week. Hindsight 2020, am I right? <laughs> but yeah, like it, it just ra- it was just rain noise for Paul, so that was a, a minor inconvenience. But if we removed it, it made him super echoey. You were just clipping up a storm, like you. Yeah, I think you're like your your boner for the game bumped the mixing board and just messed with it. But Max, <laughs> because you were ta- you were talking to Padge before the uh, before the footage was out, so now yeah. that the footage is out and you've seen it. And so all the questions that you asked now have answers from Padge and from what you've seen firsthand. How do you feel about, how do you feel heading into Integrate? Uh, look, seeing the footage uh, now, that's it, now that it's out, um, it's, they, they've, they skirt the story uh, so hard. There's no story giveaways at all, which makes sense. Because you were asking obviously, all those story-based questions. Yeah, because obviously, like you would have just heard, you know, the biggest... The biggest sell of this is that new episode uh, featuring Yuffie, mm-hmm. so you do get to see all that fun stuff. Um, you know, my my big thing was how are they going to introduce it? How is it played? Because you know, being the orig- being the big Final Fantasy dork that I um, that I am, I just remember the you know meeting her in the original game, and back when I was a dumb seven year old kid, she stole all my shit because I selected the wrong <laughs> the wrong dialogue options. I lost all my shit. And I got really angry 
so it'll be interesting to see what that story is that they're trying to tell the game looks fantastic but obviously again like we would have said like you would have heard in the video it is a curated chunk that they showed obviously they're going to put their best foot forward but you know it's coming out on playstation 5 it comes out the day before ratchet and clank so i i don't know what i'm gonna do it's gonna be a rough week that week i guess if you integrate i'll play ratchet probably Oh, I've never seen you do something. Huh? You're just like, oh, well, I don't have oh, to do no. this one. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll happily take that bullet for you, Max. Yeah. So, obviously, super keen. Game comes out in a couple of weeks. You know. So, look. So, be I, because I was the one that obviously edited edited the video, um, I was privy to the footage as well um, in order to cut the footage in over, over the interview. Um, it was... It looks amazing yeah like it does it, they, they wasn't disclosed whether it was running on a ps4 or a ps5 i, I presume it's ps5 because i don't think it's available on ps4 is it i don't recall so in that case it's very likely it's on a ps5 because it yeah. looks tremendous it looks absolutely spectacular even though like i didn't love the i didn't love the 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 game as much as many many others yeah. however uh, I, I, I cannot argue how beautiful the game is. I, I must admit, like I, like I said in the in the interview with Paul, I was really hoping to see that get ready to insert disc two on this date, but obviously, yeah, yeah, they, yeah there was to, no mention of they're what, not ready to talk about what that. episode two was going to be. Yeah. Uh, I do like from a combat perspective, I like uh, I like what they've got with Yuffie. The, you know, the giant shuriken. She has a lot of up close attacks and also a lot of distance attacks as well. Well, those combination attacks yeah. that she, she has with her, the ally looked awesome yeah and yeah. like there's a, there's a big fucking centipede looking robo bastard at the end which looks dope um i'll probably play it because i'm an idiot and but like yeah i'll have to finish the first game when i no because it's the whole game like just play it again from that new version that's what i'm saying like yeah what do, I, yeah after, i would put like 15 18 hours into the first you want me to do that again that's like that's like one chapter what do you want about i, I play like, how many chapters are there like nine <laughs> i don't know 12, 12 i think i played I like nine of the 13 or whatever and uh, is it sa- <laughs> i'm sure the save's not transferable which is worse uh, who knows uh but you know it looks fantastic so big thank you once again to to paul for sharing that yeah. with us um, we do really, really appreciate it. It's been cool. Uh, one thing we also did as well, Max, which you guys should go check out. It's on the channel now. We we got to go out our own presentation. We didn't fucking need Paul this week. You and I uh, watched a keynote presentation from Bandai Namco uh, for the upcoming Dark Pictures anthology called uh, House of Ashes. Um, if you want to go, we're not going to cut that in as well. This episode is going to be 11 years long, but go check it out. It is on the YouTube channel. It was, it was, it, it the it looks great if you like aliens if you like predator uh if you like the dark pictures sort of you know until dawn what supermassive are doing uh it looks to be a, an improvement and improvement on that which is awesome also a nice uh, uh beautiful uh, f- uh host there from the bogan boomer fantastic name by the way <laughs> um yeah so the house of ashes looks mint um go check out that because in that video in that video as well max and i break them up because we saw there was a uh, about 10 minutes of gameplay and 10 minutes from a keynote presentation from the game's director uh so we sort of break down what he said as well as well as to break down the gameplay and the gameplay is interlaced over over that that conversation so go check that one out 
Man, how good are these fucking little side things we've been doing? I've personally awesome been fun. really love, loving doing They've them. They've been awesome. Fun, Something man. I've always wanted to do, but we just never either A, had the access or two, the time to put together. Because when I was doing them with Josh, Josh's schedules was, was even tighter than yours. And now in this beautiful digital age, because the fucking worldwide bastard, we have been given access to these things. We didn't have to fly interstate to go see these things. We, yeah. And even then, we were never invited anyway. But now, they're like, it's super easy to distribute. They're like, sure, you can come check this thing out. Yeah, you want to come check this thing out? And, you know, it, it's 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 good times. <clears throat> yeah. So let All us know right, if you'll like them too, because we'll, we'll we're going to keep doing them anyway. So if, oh, yeah. if you don't like it, fuck it. We're doing them anyway. <laughs> Let's talk some quick bits to wrap things up. Uh, Chivalry 2 open beta is currently out now for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Apparently that game is pretty dope, uh, from what I heard. Yeah, it is. Uh, the Scarlet Nexus demo is now live on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. That game is awesome, from what I've played in the demo. You wanna, you wanna, is it the same? It's the same demo that was on Xbox, it's a, yeah? It's the, same, it's the exact same demo that was on Xbox last week. Yeah, so you still highly uh, recommend it? I still highly recommend it. It's well worth checking out the demo if you're into that kind of thing. Not a bet game. Uh, and it might be you game. Not... Not a betting game. Uh, and Dreamscom is returning this year, July 27th. Woohoo. For those who like Dreams. Woohoo. For like the, I guess there's, there's at least some enough people playing Dreams, I suppose. Hmm. All right. Here are the top 10 best-selling PS4 games in Australia for the week ending the 23rd of May, 2021. And they are as follows. Number 10, Spyro... Trilogy. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what it was called. Uh, I guess it's, I think it's on sale. Number nine is uh, Subnautica Below Zero. Number eight is Minecraft. Uh, number seven is It Takes Two. Number six, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number five, Resident Evil Village. Number four, NBA 2K21. Number three, GTA 5. Uh, number two, FIFA 21. And number one for the second week in a row is Mass Effect Legendary Edition, a game that I do need to go back to. I did, I did buy it. I should probably play it. Uh, some upcoming titles for this week. We have Necromunda Hired Gun coming to PlayStation 4 and 5 on the 1st of June. Mm. We have Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection coming to PlayStation 4 on the 1st of June. We have Stonefly coming to both platforms, PS4 and PS5 on June 1st. Open Country coming to PlayStation 4 on June 3rd. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 coming to PlayStation 4 June 4th. And we have The Mighty Goose coming to PlayStation 4 and 5 on June 5th. Sadly, not a sequel to Untitled Goose Game by House House, uh, which breaks my heart because that's what I'd like to see. Um, so Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 coming to PS4 was supposed to come to PS5, but it has essentially been indefinitely delayed on, on the PS5 because... Uh, they can't. They're just saying, in short, they can't get it running, uh, because <laughs> I, I think there's. I think there's a conversation around cr the Crytek engine. Yeah, because if you look at other games that are using the Crytek engine, that that they're not coming across. Like Robinson, the Journey was one of them, and there's some other games have had sort of. Uh, I think it's an older version of the Crytek engine that's causing the trouble. Because I know that uh, Hunt Showdown uses it as well, but that seems to be not being have any issues on PS5. Um, so this, this is fascinating for those that are interested about Sniper Ghost Warrior contracts. So the PS5 native version, by the way, you, you might you should be able to yeah. play the PS4 version by the sounds backwards of it. Compatible, yeah. through backwards compatibility. Um, but that's that's the interesting part. But yeah, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. We think we talked about that. No, you and I talked about it off off, off air. And about apparently that game is like super bonkers hard and just all kick your bum hole in. So yeah. for those that want that experience, because you didn't get enough of it with Returnal. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> but there you go. Big thank you to everyone for joining us this week uh, for the recording of this show. Thank you, Max, for joining us always. I hope you all are enjoying your lockdown. We wish we could have been in studio once again, but Melbourne is a bumhole. Uh, Victoria is a bumhole, and we are stuck in our houses for at least the next seven days. So hopefully next week, Max and I can be in the studio together once again um, to, to do the show. Uh, well, next week should be the week before E3, man. Things are getting exciting. Things are getting real. But obviously, PlayStation aren't going to be there any major presence, but I think from now until, until E3, things are going to... Uh, uh, things are going to start leaking we're going to have a lot of news between now and then i feel yeah it's very exciting times max you know how to wrap it up this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 9 a.m try again honestly well everybody this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including apple Podcasts and spotify and 9 a.m on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you also want to follow us on Twitter, our names are under our faces. We talk shit on Twitter. It's fun. Or I, I kind of, you know, tweet out my drunken journeys on well, <laughs> last night, mostly. If you, want to support, so if, you want, if you want to join the show, join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show, just like a bunch of wonderful individuals have. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on your podcast services, be sure to give it a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. We endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support the show financially, you can. Patreon.com slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. <laughs>